Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NFL. Cook puts it down. Wright kicks it up. The 53-yarder is good, good, good. Wright has made it. The Jaguars have won it. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fade to the end zone for KJ. Caught and touchdown. And the Minnesota Vikings have walked off on the Carolina Panthers. And the Vikings beat Carolina 34-28. Tyler back to throw. Fires to the end zone on the right side for A.J. Green who caught it. Touchdown, A.J. Green, one-on-one, a fade, and it's dropped in a bucket for Kyler Murray's fourth touchdown pass of the day, and the Cardinals just put the stake in the Browns. First off, how are you feeling when you're, you're out in a sling? How bad is it? Feels like worse than the first time? Probably. You know what? I'm going to get MRIs and stuff tomorrow, so we'll be able to find out more. Do you have a sense of you'll be able to keep playing through this, baby? I do. You will be able to keep playing through it? Yes. A lot of quarterback talk right there. There's Aaron Rodgers screaming at Bears fans. I, I own you. still own you. 22-5 and five against the Bears. Had a big playoff win on the way to a Super Bowl against the Bears. And they handled the Bears once again, 24-14. He throws for two and then runs for the last touchdown to ice the game, and then he's, he's yelling at the fans. You also heard in there Baker Mayfield... Brown's quarterback with his arm in a sling, separated, non-throwing shoulder, but he expects to be able to play dislocated. Dislocated, but he has no plans to miss any game time. Can keep grinding it out. Threw a Hail Mary at halftime, but that was just a footnote as the Cardinals roll 37-14 and improved to 6-0, the only undefeated team in the NFL. You got them on a tier above these one-loss teams, or they're just a contender in the mix? I think they're a contender in the mix because they don't have any history, but they've got a lot of talent. You know, they got a lot of offensive weapons. Hopkins, I think, is the best receiver in the game. Picked up A.J. Green, Christian Kirk. They got Zach Ernst as a tight end from Cleveland, one of those, or not Cleveland, Philadelphia, one of those uh, Stanford kids who's really good, and I think his wife's on the U.S. women's soccer team. Juilliards. Yep. And so he's pretty good. Uh, so they've got a lot of weapons. Uh, Murray's coming to his own. Uh, but yet they don't have a lot of history together. So uh, it's they're very good. You can't get off to a better start than six and zero. But yeah, I just don't feel like you can put anyone on a top shelf alone at this point in the NFL season. So many things can happen. Baltimore looks really good on the other side. Agreed, they do, and they dominated the Chargers thirty-four to six. I thought they were going to win. I didn't have any idea they just blow them off the field like that. And so, really, the only team that would stack up with them in the AFC right now. The Bills. Jacksonville. They're one and Funny man. Have they played every game out of the continental U.S.? Did they lose? They got to play every game against the one and five Miami Dolphins. And Urban is an unreported story, but he stayed back in London to attend to some business. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Catch up with you later, guys. <laughs> I'll be right back. Nobody knows me over here. Imagine what trouble I can get into. <laughs> you. Other 5-1 teams, you buying the Cowboys? They're better than I thought, yeah. 
So uh, I, give I'm you better than you thought, but I didn't know if you put them on the on the top level. Right now, I think they've earned it. It was a long season. Check back in a month or two. Lost to the Bucks, beat the Chargers. Those are their big games. Since then, they've been playing teams they're pretty much supposed to beat. Everybody does. It's the NFL, man. They all count the same. Cowboys, Packers, Bucks, all 5-1 and one in the NFC, along with the Rams. So you got the 6-0 Cardinals and then four teams of 5-1, and one, and everybody else chasing that group of five. And I definitely buy the Rams, yeah. Rams just they may not win the, the division, Giants. but I buy them. Yeah, well, you don't have to win the division to win the Super Bowl. That's been proven. Chiefs get a win, take down Washington thirty-one thirteen with a big second half. Patrick Mahomes throwing a few more picks than he used to. He really threw one up for grabs. Literally, yeah, just threw it up in He's the got air. Eight, and he only had six all last season. Right. We talked about it afterward. You got to stop that. The defense, well, it'll look good against Washington. We'll see if it holds up against anybody else. The Raiders beat the Broncos their first game without John Gruden. So the Raiders now 4 and 2 and tied with the Chargers atop the division and Denver and Kansas City are 3 and 3 right there. Oh, uh, enough of the good teams. Let's talk about the bad teams. Detroit's 0 and 6. The head coach is calling out the quarterback. They just traded for the quarterback. Got to step up. Hey, Greg Landry ain't walking through that door. Ooh, old school. Well, 0-6 looks like 0-7 because they got the Rams. So, good luck with that. And the Jaguars' 20-game streak is over in London. So, there you go. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. Thornton wide left. Sneed wide right. Hand off Abram Smith to the five. And. Just shy of the goal. Oh, they're pushing him in. They couldn't stop him. They couldn't stop Abram Smith. He's into the end zone for the Baylor touchdown. Straight eye behind Bohannon. Fakes the handoff. Going to throw it. He's got it. Touchdown. Oh, it's Dylan Doyle. A second homecoming special. Crowd making noise. Pressure. Sack. Balls on the ground. Who's got the fumble? Baylor's got the fumble recovery. Jalen Petrie comes out of there with the pumpkin. Handoff. Abram Smith. Smith through the hole. He is in. Touchdown, Abram Smith. Abram Smith, 27 carries, 188 yards, three scores. Baylor runs for 303 yards. The XBYU coaches who moved down there, they must have that old line fixed. Mateos, Grimes, they ran it, they ran it, and they ran it some more. Yeah, I stomped them, man. Just couldn't stop it. This is a surprise to the level of success that they had. BYU was outclassed in that game. I I can't say it any other way. 534 yards they gave up in that game. An end zone interception, a couple of fourth down stops. Baylor could have been on their way to 50 points the way they're moving the ball, but a couple of big plays there by BYU kept the game within reach for a while. Right. But 38-24, Puka Nakua. Five catches, 167 yards, three deep balls. He was the star of the game offensively. They couldn't run it. Tyler Algier, 15 carries for 33 yards. There was nothing there in the ground game. They had the one big run play on fourth down for a touchdown. Kalani sure got excited. Jaron Hall took off. Fun play. Yep. 
But that's back-to-back losses now, although this loss felt a lot different than the Boise State loss. But Well, you blew it at Boise State. You got blown out of Baylor. Two different deals. 5-2 and two BYU is now headed to Washington State, where they're actually a one-point favorite at Wazoo next week. 1.30 on FS1. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. Only a three-man front. They fake the handoff. Looking to throw. Looking deep. Wide open on the far sideline. Caught. Yes, sir. Utah State touchdown. Devin Tompkins and the Aggies get on the board here in the second quarter. And this one, Scarver will take at the goal line. Here we go. To the 10, 15, has some field to the 25, bounces the outside. Here we go. Savon Scarver is going to go the distance. 15, 10, 5, there's that man. Holy smokes. Savon Scarver takes it 99 yards for the touchdown. Three receivers to the far. Noah stays in a running back. One receiver to the near. It's Derek Wright, who's been great on this drive. They'll hand off to Noah. Noah to the five. Noah into the end zone. And that is a Utah State touchdown. 35 seconds left in the game. The Aggies pull it out. His voice broke a little bit. He did. (laughs) Getting a little strained there late in the game. 28-24. The Aggies get the win over UNLV. Flirted with danger the entire game. All for their wins. They've wiped out double-digit deficits to prevail. They've trailed by double digits in every single game they yeah, played. Yeah, I was nervous for them, man. That thing seemed to just go on and on and on. But they got it done. I guess that's all that matters. Why are people kicking off to Scarver? What is going on there? Because you have to kick and he's deep. You could hit a low knuckler down the middle of the field. How about a high knuckler? You risk him getting under it and catching and running it back. But knucklers are tough to catch. True story. So I'd rather have could, a high knuckler than an end over kick, If you could kick the high knuckler, <laughs> which wasn't a thing until about 10 seconds ago. <laughs> and then they kicked it off to him the next time. I, maybe nobody at UNLV's heard, but he's run a bunch of those things back. Who was it like? Uh, it was, uh, Reggie, was it Reggie Dunn at Utah against Colorado? Yeah. And they kicked they off. They kicked him. <laughs> he ran two of them back. Here, we'll kick off to you it's again. 35, 35. Why you do we can't do that again. again. Oh, brother. <laughs> Bad coaching decisions. So the Aggies are 4-2 and two now, and they are playing Colorado State, who's the only team in the division that doesn't have a loss yeah, yet. first place. Huh? Boise State's got two losses. See you later. Air Force and Utah State each have one, and Utah State's got the tiebreaker on Air Force after winning in Colorado Springs. So Huge game. This is a massive game for the Aggies. If they get it, they got the inside track to the division title. Agreed. Friday night in Logan, 7.30, CBS Sports Network, USU and CSU. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. Daniels slings it wide open, touchdown. And that's Conyers, the tight end. Daniels in the pocket, slings one, and it is caught with a big hit at the end. And Hodges hung on to the football, touchdown. And that one is right inside the five, two feet of the On first and goal, wide open, caught, and a walk-in touchdown. I don't know how you lose 
Grant Keithy. He's supposed to be your Where's Waldo guy. Exactly. The Utes scored 28 unanswered points. They beat Arizona State 35-21. They're in first place in the Pac-12 South. Cam Rising, 8 of 18 with two picks in the first half. But in the second half, 13 of 15, two touchdowns, and they come roaring back to win. The Utah running game, 63 yards in the first half, 145 in the second. Totally different game. Coaches will tell you there's no perfect game, PK, but that was a perfect half. Both teams had four possessions. The Utes got four touchdowns. And ASU scored zero points. Yeah, I can't ask for much more for sure. Yeah, changed the tide. I thought that first possession when they scored, you know, okay, this is a ball game. They got everybody ramped up. The the crowd was amped up. They got to stop. And scoreboard didn't reflect it, but the momentum of the game had changed completely, and it looked like it was Utah was in the driver's seat, and sure enough, they blew them out. Scored on all four possessions in the second half and ride that wave. Devon Vele's making one-handed catches. Cam Rising's running away from people on touchdowns. I thought that touchdown run, I mean, the USC touchdown run was good, but this one was better. And he heads up the middle. He sees the guy coming, and he just cuts right and outruns the guy. Yeah, he he just doesn't look it, but he's got it. He's got speed. He's got deception. He's got moves. He's a very, very impressive player. There aren't a lot of quarterbacks who can plant their foot and make that cut and just run away from a guy like that. I'm, I'm touting him for Heisman. Utes run for over 200 yards in the game. That's Kyle Winningham football right there. Defense also completely flipped the script in the second half after giving up 288 yards and only gave up 97. And just yeah. one sack after another. Team doesn't score. That's, you can, that's the goal. Yeah, Blank them. Whatever stats are there. So now nice. it's Oregon State. 4-2 and two Oregon State. 4-2 and two Utah. Got a feel on the line on that game? Oh, I think it'd probably be Utes by three or so. Utes by three and a half. 5.30 on the Pac-12 Network next week. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Play clock down to three. First and goal. Sanders takes a snap, keeps it. Cuts back left inside the five, and he goes into the end zone. Pistols firing. Touchdown, Oklahoma State. Spencer Sanders. Johnson takes the snap. Fakes the handoff. Now rolls. Throws. Jure Jenkins at the five. Right corner of the end zone. Touchdown. Fighting Tigers. One yard touchdown pass. O'Connell throws to the end zone. He's got a man out there. It's caught. It's a touchdown. David Bell with another reception. And the Boilermakers are blowing it open. Williams. He will keep it. Runs left. Makes a cut outside. Wow. 35-30. Down the sidelines. 25-20. 15 to the 10. Cuts midfield to the 5. That was spectacular. Caleb Williams. 41 yards. What a run. Highlights from college football. Is there a weirder story this year than Oklahoma switching quarterbacks and yet remaining undefeated? The year NIL debuts and they got Rattler who seemed like a sure thing and he's benched and they're playing better without him. Back to blowing people out instead of squeaking out one score wins in the teens and 20s. Yeah, it's an amazing story. A freshman, no less, coming in there and just taking the world by storm. Wow. And the vet who is projected to be Heisman favorite, number one pick, is benched. You'd imagine if uh, you know it's a little bit of a Jalen Hurts thing with uh, Tagovailoa there back in the uh, when the last few years back when 
her uh, Jalen was benched in the national title game, so you'd think that Rattler would be on his way here. Best for for him, it's best to stay the season. It would be a bad look if he took off now. Oklahoma beats TCU 52-31 to stay undefeated. 12th-ranked Oklahoma State stays undefeated. Coming from behind to beat Texas. Talking about ASU's second-half problems. Texas with second-half problems two weeks in a row. First Oklahoma, now Oklahoma State. Running them down and beating them at the end. Is, is this who Sarkeesian is? 7-6 and six at Washington. Yeah. Georgia looks awesome. Beat previously undefeated Kentucky, remain undefeated, remain number one. And Cincinnati, now number two. A group of five team headed for the playoff. Just keep winning. Don't give them any excuses. They didn't fool around with UCF, man. They they took it to those guys. They did. Look good. Gus Melzon afterwards, a former Auburn coach who's played in the SEC. They're legit. They're the real deal. He had all kinds of praise for Cincinnati. LSU head coach Ed Orgeron will step aside at the end of the season. Announcement coming just hours after the Tigers upset Florida 49-42. Knocked the 20th-ranked Gators out of the polls. No teams from Florida ranked now for the first time in a decade. LSU will pay Orgeron the remaining $16.95 million left on his contract. He says he's going to finish this year and take next year off. Oh, I got enough to buy a hamburger, don't I? Yes, you do. <laughs> or a few thousand. <laughs> buy a franchise, have your own place. Good call. I don't need to with that kind of money, man. I'll just sit back and do some fishing, maybe coach some ball down the road. You know, I'll have to see what's available there. That's not bad. you got to admit it. Oh, I like it. I was letting you go. This <laughs> is much more intelligent I didn't try than to, his is, though. I didn't try to cut you off. I didn't try to just let you go. No, I cut you off, remember. You don't buy me out. I buy you no, out. No, but you, I cut you off. That's that. That's oh, I know. That's part of the manifesto. I know. know. Yeah. Yeah, everybody oh, believe me, I know. It's in my soul. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Phoenix Suns giving uh, Bridges four years and $90 million on his contract extension. He'll be owed $22.5 million a season beginning in 2022-23. Well, I can buy a lot of tacos with that. <laughs> Phoenix. Phoenix. Mexican food. Yeah, Mexican connection. No burgers? No. Oh, Mexican he can buy burgers and tacos. Phoenix, it's close They've to the border burgers. state, Mexican can... food, it all goes together. Doc Rivers says uh, Ben Simmons, when he's ready, he'll play. He practiced Sunday, faced his teammates for the first time since the trade demand. I thought he was holding out, man. He wasn't going to report. Too much money. You got to report. Can't walk away from all that cash. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Line drive. That is through. It gets through. Here comes Dansby. Lightning strikes twice. And the Braves walk it off. This is unbelievable. And the Braves win it and they go up 2-0 in the series. They had the shift on PK. Get your body in front of the ball and knock it down. How about the fundamentals? Backhand, short, hop. Couldn't pick it. Ball goes into center field. That's the ball game. You're speaking of Seager there. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, was a, it was a rope, though. Absolutely. Hard hit. Rosario. Uh, so, yeah, now they've won two walk-offs. 
So, and they were up on the Dodgers this last year, and they lost that way. So we'll see what happens here as they head back to Los Angeles. Some questionable pitching decisions, starting Scherzer. He said his arm felt tired, bringing in Urias as not uh, a reliever and bringing him in a high-leverage situation when you got guys, seem like the Dodgers got one guy after another to throw 100 miles an hour. So Roberts will have to answer for that, and he's already been doing that. But uh, now the Dodgers have to win 4-5, to five or they're done. That'd be a shame. ALCF, ALCS move into Boston. They are tied 1-1. Red Sox and Astros, game three tonight, 6 o'clock. On FS1, and the Red Sox just absolutely bashing the ball on Saturday. Grand slam, another grand slam, a solo shot. That's three right there. Let's see, that's four, eight. That's nine runs, if my my math is correct. That was very good math by you. Congratulations. Four, four, and one. Sounds like Real's record here. We'll probably get to that here in a bit. Uh, But, uh, yeah. And did you know the Atlanta Braves, their pitching coach, I faced him in high school. I did not know that. Yeah, Rick Kranitz. Went to Apollo. Won a state championship, I believe. You took him to the Gap, no doubt. Ah, uh, Yeah, because he wanted to buy a new pair of bell-bottoms, maybe. Ayo. <laughs> Yacht didn't like that. He's hurrying us along now. Get to RSL. See, the Gap was a genius. I see. I, I got it, yeah. And there's tacos and tracks. Thank you. <laughs> I made contact out off of him, which for me was a win. <laughs> DJ and PK. <laughs> Hashtag RSL. RSL beating the Rapids 3-1 the final. Demir Krylock, Rubio Rabin, Anderson Julio tallying goals. Anderson Julio scoring in stoppage time to put the game away. How much has he been actually called Julio Anderson in his life? I bet you a time or two. Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a number for you on that. And they won a trophy, right? We got a trophy with Colorado. Rocky Mountain Cup. There it is. Legendary. What's a bigger rivalry? RSL and the Rapids or the Buffaloes and the Utes? RSL and the Rapids. RSL and the Rapids. There's no (laughs) pulse. Yeah, there's no pulse for Utah and Colorado. We should put that on Twitter. One of your pole spiels. We'll wait for uh, Utah and uh, Colorado to play Thanksgiving weekend. Okay, I'll be here. RSL now five games in 16 days. They needed that win. Pretty much everybody in the playoff race with them picked up a win. Minnesota won. There's a big win for Minnesota. LAFC won. So a lot of teams chasing them. Got the full three points. RSL needed to do it too, and they, they get it done. Colorado hitting the frame twice in a 3-1 loss. All right, there you go. There are the headlines. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Nick Ford, University of Utah offensive lineman, will join us next. Time right now to bring in Rod. He has been joining us this morning to talk about Lendright Mortgage and their freedom loans you got a deal for people this morning, Rod. Yeah, absolutely. One of the best ways to save money when you're buying or refinancing is minimize those closing costs. Well, at LendRite Mortgage, we've been able to design the Freedom Loan specifically to help you out uh, when you're in a purchase environment like we're in where prices are really high. 
and there's multiple offers on a property, we can actually cover all of your closing costs for you. So you can put that money towards a larger down payment and not have to ask the seller for closing costs. So we help our clients be more competitive on the purchase side of things. And then also when you're refinancing, one of the big drawbacks is adding closing costs to your new loan amount. Well, we use the Freedom Loan, absolutely zero closing costs are added to that new balance. So we can save you money through that lower charge up front and get you the same or lower interest rate than what you'd get from other lenders. And you've got rates in the ones now. That is a staggeringly low number. Yeah, if you if you take uh, an interest rate in the ones and compare that to uh, a term, especially if you've got a, a longer term, if you've got a 20 or a 30 year term right now, you can drop that balance down to a 1.75% interest rate and do that on an eight to a 15 year term. That'll literally, if you've got a loan balance of 250,000 or more, that can cut six figures in interest saved off of your loans. So, so huge savings and yeah, rates as low as 1.75% on those terms of eight to 15 years. So how do people get a hold of you? Yeah, just give us a call. We've got a great team that uh, can take care of you, answer any questions. 801 Approve is the phone number and lenderitemortgage.com on the internet. 801 Approve. 801 Approve or lenderitemortgage.com. Thanks, Rod. Thank you. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. So I'm trying to get my phone to not call me Hans. All right, try it again. Don't call me Hans. Okay, what should I call you? Hans. You'd like me to call you Hats. Is that right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hans. You'd like me to call you Pants. It's <laughs> the dumbest thing. Like Lance or Dance. What is my name, Google? Your name is Hans. God, stupid, dumb thing. Could you call me Hans Smith? You'd like me to call you Handsome. Is that right? Well, it's better than Hans, yeah. Catch Hans and Scotty every day, presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, time to welcome in Nick Ford, University of Utah offensive lineman. Nick joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. Utah will be in a drought next summer. Smart Rain knows that 2022 budget planning for most businesses is coming soon. Take advantage of their Save Now, Pay Later promotion and do your part by saving water while saving money. Check out Best of State Award winner, Smart Rain at smartrain.net. Nick, good morning. Good morning. Nick, I was listening to the postgame after the Utes, and Kyle Whittingham was very impressed with his offensive line play. Kyle is not easily impressed. Take a little extra pride in that performance and the way that went? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, our boys grinded it out, um, you know, kept a straight head, even though, you know, we faced a lot of adversity in the game and even just in season in general, and uh, we did what we were capable of. Take us inside the locker room, inside the huddle. What is Cam Rising like, and why is he so successful? Uh... He's just a confident, vibrant guy. I mean, uh, he likes to joke around a lot. Um, I mean, we even like in the games, you know, we'll, we'll be joking on a sideline or 
make crack in the huddle. You know, just keep keep things you know light, keep a straight mind, and you know not get caught up on uh, what happened on our play or whatever. And uh, I think that's what's most important. Sometimes people like to qualify quarterbacks, or they like to qualify white guys who are fast. But I thought when Cam went on that touchdown run. He's running up the middle. He looks like he's about to get blasted. He cuts and goes outside, and he just runs away from an unblocked guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, Cam, Cam is uh, sneaky fast. Like, I remember the first time we saw him run, we were like, why, why the hell is he running like that? Like, he's running <laughs> weird. But then, like, when you watch him run, you're like, hold on. He, he's moving, though. Let's see they're moving. <laughs> We talk about guys having swag. Uh, it, it looks like he has it. Would you agree? Oh, Cam for so. Why? How does he get it? What makes him have it? Uh, I don't know. I I just think I just think it's just like confidence and like you know just talking it like just the way he talks and carries himself. Uh, I think it's just a a him thing. Not even like an on the field thing, but just you know the type of person he is, the individual he is. He's a good guy and uh, very confident. Did the confidence waver at all? Eight of eighteen at halftime, two interceptions. The first drive was great, but everything after that was quite really kind of a mess. Uh, I mean, like I said, you know, it, it's a little adversity, and the most important thing is to keep a straight mind and continue to grind it out, and you know, uh, perform like you're capable of, and not dwell on you know what's happened. So I thought that the first two drives of the second half were the most important because you guys scored and then the defense held ASU. And at that point, it seemed to me, all right, you guys are not only back in this game, but you have an excellent chance to win. Did you see it that same way? Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, in the locker room, I was I was telling everyone, uh, you know, I, I told them, look, you know, I'm not going to give no speech, but this moment's going to define us and who do, who do you want to be, right? We have, we have two options. We go out there and score two times, two quarters, and we win because I know our defense is going to stop them, or we don't. So who, who, what's going to – you know, you're you're the one who's going to be defined by your own action, so what are you going to do? And um, everyone bought in, and uh, everyone, you know, made sure they, they were defined the way they wanted to be defined. Nick Ford joining us, University of Utah offensive lineman. What did Kyle say to the team at halftime? Uh, pretty much the same thing, you know. He said that uh, it's definitely some adversity. Um, he said that, you know, we'll be slugging them out for an hour, which we knew we would. Uh, and that's how we go into every every game is no matter win or lose, you know, we're going to play for 60 minutes. And he said, you know, the first 30 minutes is up and we're going to go out there. We've got the ball. We've got to come out and score. And you got to put up some points, stop them on D, put up some more points and get it rolling. And that's exactly what we did. Yeah, going forward now, you guys are in the driver's seat, but I would imagine you really can't look at it that way. Uh, hey, man, we take, we take things one, one game at a time. You know what I mean? We got Oregon State this week, and, uh, you know, we're in a blessed position, and um, it's, it's all about Oregon State. So they are 4-2, and two, and I think that uh, anyone who's being honest says they're a little bit of a surprise, and some people would probably say they're a big surprise. Mm-hmm. What do you think um, when you see them play? You know, I got I got respect for that program. I got a couple friends over there. Um, you know, they haven't done well in years past, but like I said, that's years past. And they have athletes over there who are more than capable. And it's clearly showing that this year, you know, they're using their capability and their their um, 
you know, their uh, chance. And, they're, you know, they're taking advantage of it. They're a good team. They're good athletes. They got kids on scholarship, too. It's a D1, Pac-12 program. So, I mean, it, does, it doesn't surprise me. Um, if you look at their history, it will surprise me. But if you look at their players and how, you know, good people are, I mean, it doesn't surprise me at the same time. You know, they're just figuring out what to do and how to do it. Yeah, is it more in this conference? Because it's been kind of crazy. You guys have escaped it. But there's been a lot of surprises. And so is it the mindset of well, pretty much anybody could beat anybody at any given time on a Saturday? So you have to be ready for whomever you're playing? Oh, 100%. I mean, that, and that's the story of the Pac-12. You know, the dog, dog world over here. And I mean, this year, regardless, I mean, you look at the CFB, you look at the SEC, ACC. I mean, they're you cannot take any game for granted at this point. I mean, I don't even think maybe Georgia, like they're the only ones that can really say like they're not worried, but like every team in the country is beating on each other. So, I mean, especially in the Pac-12, that's always how it is. So, yeah. So, uh, what are you, what are your links to Oregon State guys? Who, who are the guys and what are the ties? How'd you get to know them? Uh, it was back when, you know, the Pac-12 players were – talking, making sure that we were taken care of and healthy and all that. Uh, I got grew really close. i say the closest is my boy, uh, Jaden Grant. He's their uh, safety there. He's a real good guy. I was actually talking to him last night and uh, joking around with them and, you know, talking about, oh, we'll see you soon. And, uh, you know, he's just a good guy. Um, and then I met some other people over there. Most of the people who I do know are gone from a year and year uh, two years ago um, playing in high school together uh, I say Jaden is uh, the closest to a, I probably a text weekly or bi-weekly and, you know we have a good relationship you got a couple of games you can put in the ASU game put in the San Diego State t- game where the team has started slow in the first half and then turned it on in the second half anything that can be done maybe to avoid the slower starts uh, yes and no. I mean, you know, it's always a, uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's just every game is different. Uh, I mean, you look, like you said, look at some games, you start out slow and then you pick it up. And you look at other games like SC was, you know, the complete opposite. And, um, I think that's partly on the game plan. It's partly on, uh, the players. It's partly on a lot of things. And, you know, our ultimate goal is to come out fast and have every game be like SC, but, you know, adversity is a real thing, and every team we play has kids on scholarships as well who will make plays and, you know, are talented. So um, it's a, you know, it's a hit or miss, and you always want to come out fast, and when it doesn't happen, you got to face that adversity and switch the tide. Well, you're in first place now. All eyes are on you. Oregon State is uh, tied for first in the other division. That makes this a huge game. We'll look forward to it Saturday night. Good luck, Nick. Appreciate it. It'll be fun. Nick Ford, University of Utah offensive lineman, joining us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Don't think of it as a first-place showdown, a battle of division leaders, and yet they are 2-1 and one in conference, tied with Oregon, who's also 2-1. and one. Uh, yeah, speaking of the Beavers, obviously, uh, sure. A little bit of a mystery. Not sure what to expect from them. Uh, you know, obviously, the game being over there, so maybe that can provide a little bit of an advantage. Uh, I still look at the Utes being able to win this game, definitely. Uh, I'd be surprised if they didn't. 
going forward, um, you, obviously you have to stay in the moment, though, because next week's game is bigger if you buy that, even though they all count the same. So maybe you don't buy that, and if you don't buy that, you're fine not buying it. Um, because if you lose this week, it uh, doesn't decrease the level of importance, but you know maybe ramifications aren't involved. The point I'm making is you really got to be focused at the task at hand for these guys. Uh, and maybe because uh, in, in a weird way, in, in, a, in a way that the, the, the tragedies that have hit this program, unimaginable as they may be, maybe that's helping a focus. Uh, we talked about maybe they would lose their focus, but maybe that's not the case. Maybe that's focused them and brought them closer and all that stuff. That's what that's what Kyle was indicating yeah, after the game. Right. You can make a case for that. And it's hard for me to play you know, amateur psychologist. Uh, but if he feels that way, he certainly would be much more in tune to it than I would. A couple of the players indicated the same thing. It wasn't just wasn't just Kyle. Sure. And so maybe there's some legitimacy there, too. Maybe that's a fact. I mean, it's just the way it is that it has brought them into focus and appreciation and all those types of things. Because there's young kids, and you don't normally don't face de- death of peers when you're that young. You know, Obviously, it happens when you get older, but... Uh, a lot of different ways you can go. But on the field, man, they're certainly playing inspiring football. There's no question about that. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach, coming up at 9.30 to talk about yet another come-from-behind win, another double-digit deficit erased, and another win for the Aggies. That's at 9.30 right here on The Zone. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. BYU hits the road to Pac-12 country as Kalani Sataki and the Cougars square off against Washington State in Pullman. Catch the Cougar pregame show Saturday at 1230 with the postgame show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. And now, your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. Line drive, that is through, it gets through, here comes Dansby, lightning strikes twice, and the Braves walk it off! And the Braves win it, and they go up 2-0 in the series. That's your Chevy Strong play of the game. Know it today at 450. You're going to win fabulous prizes on the big show. So, PK, the Utes are 3-0. They are. You're feeling great about the Utes. Or Arizona State's a mess. USC's a mess. Washington State didn't have their starting quarterback. Yeah, 3-0 because that's who they played and haven't really beaten anybody any good. How much uh, faith? There isn't anybody any good, though. Good news. Who's really good? Now, they may be good on a given Saturday. That is something. You're answering your own question right there. So Oregon State is good enough to be really good on a given Saturday. They are. Yeah. And UCLA is good enough to be really good on a given Saturday. And I wouldn't throw Oregon out with yesterday's trash either. Because they can beat you 24-17. They got enough athletes. They they play good enough defense. Yeah, they can beat you. Yeah. But they're not super. They don't don't have the quarterback and the star running back to go hang 40 on people routinely like we've known Oregon to do. 
Yeah, Dye's a good uh, running back, but uh, Verdell's done. And I, and I've ne- I never believed in Brown. I just To me, Thompson's their guy. Get to him already. But the pressure to Oregon is so immense to win now. You can't ever play for next year. Uh, it just doesn't work that way uh, at, at Oregon. They, they've been just invested too much money. They're not going to get where they want to go. Uh, but the idea of, well, let's play the quarterback and uh, freshman and take our lumps now. Nope. Utah can get away with that. Put in Tyler Huntley as a sophomore over Troy Williams. You can't get away with that at Oregon. Too much money being dumped into it. Expectations too high for that. So I don't think they're a great team by any stretch. They're imminently beatable. Uh, but on a given Saturday, maybe they put it together, get a turnover or two. This is football. It's college football, no less. There's not a lot of separation from number one to number 10 in this conference. We saw that with Cal. Cal's considered number 10. He's got Arizona and Colorado on the bottom. And, Conceding that yeah. they are bad. Yeah, and then uh, most folks would put Cal at number 10. Well, they gave Oregon everything they could possibly want on Friday night, right? literally right down to the end, right? They got an experienced quarterback in Garbers. So who's to say? And plus you got Stanford in there too that they're sort of running in place at times. And they they can be a difficult out themselves. Ask Oregon. For sure, yeah. They always seem to beat Oregon. They've, they're they're one and three in their last four, and the one is Oregon. But UCLA got them, ASU got them, and now Washington State beat them. But they mm-hmm. got Oregon. Yeah. And they got a firepower. The conference is mediocre this season, but in a way that makes it entertaining because you're not sure. And you can have within the very same game, the Devils, the first half, oh, they look like the best team in the conference. Well, these guys are a bunch of penalty-ridden, pass-dropping bozos in the second half. Come on, same game, and the announcers are going, they're the best team in the conference. they got a shot at the playoff. Shot at the playoff. (laughs) Playoff? (laughs) When have they ever had a legit? Playoff? They are who they are. Uh, But in a given time, they may look okay. And, you know, the win over the Bruins in in the Rose Bowl was nice. There's no doubt about it. Uh, So they may rise up and get you for a little bit. But Utah, as long as it does what it does and plays consistently, right now today, this morning, on October 18th, I I rank them as the favorite to get to the Rose Bowl. And that's Win not the putting any pressure on them. Win the Pac-12 South first. This has, and then worry about the Rose Bowl. See how healthy you are when you get there and yeah, who you're playing. Right, and that's you making that statement because yes. that's the conservative nature, and this is me with the outrageous statement. That's why it works because <laughs> you play it safe. You're down the middle. I'm going to take it above that. And I'm not heaping any pressure. This has nothing to do with fandom. I'm not you. I'm, I, I don't sit up at night and stress over these games. They just I go to bed and I'm just fine either way. Uh, but I can't help but think it, that right now I put them as the favorite to go to the Rose Bowl. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 Zone. It's time to bring Rod back in from Lindwright Mortgage. He's got a deal. He's got a freedom loan that if you are buying or refinancing, well, you're going to want to hear the details on this one. Tell them about it, Rod. Yeah, the great news is that Freedom Loan, the secret's kind of out here in the state of Utah. 
you can come to LendRight Mortgage and we can get you a rate that's just as good and oftentimes better than what you'll find from other lenders, banks, credit unions. And we can cover 100% of your closing costs, like say, get you the same or better interest rate. So comparing the two largest credit unions in the state this morning, I ran an apples to apples scenario with the largest credit union. We can get you an eight better interest rate and save you $7,100 in upfront closing costs. And with the second largest credit union, we're at the same interest rate where they're charging 8,800 in closing costs. We have a, a rate that's 2.875 and we cover 100% of your closing costs. So perfect way to save a ton of money on your refinance or purchase. Depending on where people are, you might have a rate in the ones for them. Yeah, if you're on a, a longer term loan and uh, you're wanting to pay that loan off sooner, you can get a term of eight to 15 years with us and we can get you a rate as low as 1.75%. So it can save you a ton in interest. Uh, if you compare a 30 year term on a $400,000 mortgage at 3%, you'll pay 207,000 in interest over the life of that loan, where if you can switch that to a 15 year at 1.75%, it drops your interest paid down to 55,000. So literally $152,000 in savings over the life of the loan to be on a 15 year term, 1.75%. So if people want to ask you specific situations based on uh, you know where they are and what they have going on, how do they get a hold of you to find out more? Yeah, just give us a call. We've got a great team that can run all the numbers for you, show you all of your loan options. Uh, call us at 801 Approve or visit us at lendrightmortgage.com. Lendrightmortgage.com or call 18, excuse me, call 801 Approve. 801 Approve or online at lendrightmortgage.com. Thanks, Rod. Thank you.